tune in to another edition of Spock Sports Show on Buck 92 every Monday night, 7 p.m. and podcasting wherever you get your podcasts. We are always presented by Barberry Law Firm. Every case they take, they take personally. Here's what's going down on this episode. Going to talk a little bit of Lions. Going to talk where our local teams are at, high school hoops-wise. And then in the second half of Spock Sports Show, deep sit down, Mount Pleasant Oiler boys and girls high school hoops. It's a chat with Coach Shell and Coach French. So yeah, Mount Pleasant boys and girl hoops. We'll get into that in the second half of the show. But oh boy, the Detroit Lions... Headed to the NFC Championship game. The last time they won the NFL Championship was 1957. Guess who they beat in the semifinal? It wasn't the NFC Championship back then, but it was San Francisco. In San Francisco. So, hey, fingers crossed. Maybe, just maybe. Cost me about 5 k to get out to San Fran and back and about at least 10K, I think, to try and go to the Super Bowl. So that is not happening. Another big shout-out to my buddy Gursky helping make that first playoff game happen. What an experience that was. All right, let's get into high school sports and run out what's going down with our local high school hoops teams here on Spock Sports Show. Some Shepherd High School hoops. The boys are now 9-4 and four on the year, having won three straight over Beaverton, Midland Bullet Creek, and Farwell. Big game coming up this week versus Gladwin, and then next week we'll catch their action as they're in Claire to take on the Pioneers. Earlier this year, they were the best Claire, 47. 7-36, and right now, Sanford Meridian, 7-0, Shepard, 6-1, Claire, 5-2, and and the boys' Jack Pine Conference. So right there at the top are these two teams. It should be an exciting game next week in Claire. The girls are 6-4 and four on the year. They have now won four straight games. As I look at their last game, though, it's actually in dispute at MHSA.com, which you rarely, rarely see. And Shepard and Claire kind of flip-flopping places in girls, boys' high school hoops. The boys are in second place in Jack Pine play with Claire right behind them. Switch that around for the girls. Claire's in second place. Shepard is in third place. And why not keep things moving? Talking about those Claire Pioneers and staying in the Jack Pine Conference. Claire boys are 8-5 and five on the year, winning three of their last four over Pinconning, Farwell, and Beaverton, and Falling to Ithaca, they take on Remus Chip Hills and Sanford Meridian this week. A huge game for Sanford Meridian. They fell to them by 22 earlier this year. And Sanford Meridian right now looking down at everybody in the Jack Pine Conference. That goes for boys and girls play. As Sanford Meridian, boys are 9-2 overall. The girls are 8-0 overall. We'll get to see those Sanford Meridian girls next week as they take on Mount Pleasant in Mount Pleasant. Again, the Claire Pioneer boys, 8-5 coming up this week. Remus Chippills and Sanford Meridian on the road. The same schedule for the 8-2 Claire Pioneer girls, but they are at home for Remus Chippills and Sanford Meridian. And a big game coming up the 20th of February. Claire girls, Mount Pleasant Sacred Art Academy girls, we will be there for that game in downtown Mount Pleasant. That should be a huge game as both of those teams gear up for postseason play. And so let's keep talking high school hoops in Sacred Heart Academy, downtown Mount Pleasant. Both teams, unbelievable starts. The girls are 10-1 on the season. Saw them best Beaverton, 42-39. Some big tests coming up in the next couple weeks as they take on Fulton. Then up around the bend, St. Charles on the 16th of February is the game that could decide who wins the Mid-State Athletic Conference. So right now, St. Charles is 8-0 in conference play, 8-1 overall. Right behind them, Mount Pleasant Sacred Heart Academy, 7-1 in conference play, and 10-1 overall. Their only loss to the aforementioned St. Charles. Sacred Art Academy boys absolutely rolling. They have won 10 straight games, and some of them in absolutely dominating fashion. I'm talking 80-25, 76-23, 71-42, 81-35 in their last four games. Big test tomorrow night on the road at Fulton. Hopefully have a couple of their games coming up in February as they're on the road in Breckenridge. In a big game that just got scheduled, Andy Latham told me, the 19th of February at Sacred Art Academy in downtown Mount Pleasant. Right now, it's 11-1 Sacred Art Academy, and coming to town is 11-0 Cadillac. Very rarely does a Division IV team 
play a D1 team, but both those teams trying to get ready for the playoffs. That should be a very fun matchup. After talking about Cigarette Academy, that just leaves us with our Beale City Aggies. Talk about our ultra-local teams. As I mentioned, talk about Mount Pleasant in the second half of the show. As I sit down with Coach French, Coach Sherlock. Beale City girls run through that gauntlet of a Highland Conference schedule right now, losing three of their last four to Lake City, Manton, Cigarette Academy, and besting Leroy Pine River. And actually, tomorrow night versus McBain NMC and McBain coming up later this week. A couple big, big games for the girls from Beale City and also big games coming up for the boys from Beale City as they also take on Leroy Pine River, McBain NMC, and McBain. It's actually Leroy River tonight in a makeup game. McBain NMC on Wednesday. And on Friday, McBain High, and we will be there for that game. McBain currently 9-1 and on the year, undefeated in Highland Conference play. Right behind them, Beale City with just one loss. Got to feel if Beale City gets this win over McBain, they could end up splitting that Highland Conference championship with McBain. McBain bests them again. They're going to have to hope to you know, put on the Leroy Pine River Lake City capital. One of them teams can knock off McBain twice. But it should be a fantastic game Friday night as Beale City takes on McBain in Highland Conference play. Live from the Barbary Law Firm of Mobile Sports Studios in Beale City. And tomorrow night, it is Midland Mount Pleasant Boys High School Hoops. Midland coming in at 2-9. and nine. Mount Pleasant, believe it, 9-5. and five. But throw those records out whenever those two teams get together. It should be a fantastic game. You can always find our full schedule of what's coming up with our high school hoops at buck92.com. We're going to take a break here on Spock Sports Show, presented by Barberry Law Firm. Every case they take, they take personally. When we come back, it's my sit-down. Coach Shell, Coach French from Mount Pleasant joining me. Well, together, talk Mount Pleasant boys, Mount Pleasant girls hoops. It's coming up. Spock Sports Show every Monday night, 7 p.m. here on Buck92, and podcasting wherever you get your podcasts. If you've got legal questions and you don't know what to do, my attorney is Joe Barbary. He can be yours too. Hi, this is Joe Barbary. Here's a motor vehicle accident tip. If you've been injured in an auto accident, you don't have to go to Detroit to get the best legal team to represent you. Myself and my staff have been doing auto accidents in the central Michigan area for over 30 years. Most people I know don't want to drive 150 miles to meet with somebody that they've never met before. If you retain us at Barbary Law, you'll meet with an attorney face-to-face and you'll be minutes away from doing so. So keep that in mind if you're injured or, God forbid, a loved one is injured or killed in a motor vehicle accident. Contact Barbary Law and we'll take care of you. My attorney is Joe Barbary. He can be yours too. We now return you to Chris Spockman and the Spock Sports Show from the Barbary Law Firm's Mobile Sports Studio right here on Buck 92. Welcome back to Spock Sports Show on Buck 92 and podcasting wherever you get your podcasts. Here is my conversation, Coach Shell, Coach French from Mount Pleasant, Varsity Boys and Girls High School Hoops. Chris Bachman hanging out in McIntyre's office without McIntyre. I've got Coach French, Coach Shell here with me. And Coach Shell, I guess you were his high school buddy or whatever. I don't know if you were Coach French. Should we play a prank on him? You know? Yeah, that, well, the, I can tell you some pranks, but probably not appropriate for air. So. <laughs> but I got both these guys sitting down with me. I'm going to start talking with Coach Shell. Like I'm interviewing him you know, individually, but kind of want to get both the perspectives off on here because I think it'd be kind of nice. Yeah, Coach French said, you know, might be might be setting it up here. I mean, we could probably both get double choke slam by Coach Shell, but. It's a podcast for another day. <laughs> but, uh, Coach Shell, got to go back, first of all, the backyard brawl. I'll talk to you after the game for a second. But just with you playing at CMU, and I don't know if you heard now, we raised nearly $15,000 with that fundraiser. Awesome. Um, just kind of how, how did that make you feel, at, you know, hearing all that uh, stuff? You know, I, when you're in the gist of trying something new like we did, right, and kudos to you guys for putting that together. You, hey, you, you, shout out to the, the, the ADs as yeah, well, too, yeah, you know. Yeah, no, a lot of – 
<clears throat> a lot of things went into that, right? And and people don't see the behind the scenes. You guys going to get in, you know, some funding and whatnot to to make this thing happen. And but it's awesome. I mean, it's awesome to see the community there. It was awesome to see people I know from Beale and Sacred Heart and to, and to bring all those those communities that are right here on top of us, right, and bring us into one one area for a good cause, right? I mean, so yeah. it, it, I'm glad it worked out, and and hopefully we can continue this down the road because it was it was it was pretty awesome for the kids to be able to play in that arena and. And, you know, a lot of them will never get that opportunity, so it was good. Yeah, Coach French, what was your, your, you know, your final, when you heard those final numbers, man? Oh, yeah, they were good numbers. And, like, I think you and I talked about ahead of time, we needed X amount to break even in the first game, and I felt like we had a pretty good crowd that first game. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so the the energy was there. So spending some money, it was a good cause. Like I said, the United Way and you guys, well done. Yep, and uh, Coach Yell, 7-5 and five on the year. But I'm looking at things, kind of the worst loss you guys have is to a 9-3 and three DeWitt team. You still got High Heritage, Arthur Hill, Grand Blank Davison. Is this the toughest schedule you guys have ever had in boys high school hoops? We have now. Let's correct that we're nine and five now. Oh, pardon me, pardon let's, me. Let's let's not give those things away. They're hard to come by, right? <laughs> no, it is. I, I said that to some of the day. I th- I think the south the south is as good as it's been. You know, because Davison, Grand Blank, Carmen, um, Powers, I mean, really good high school basketball teams. And then you come to the north. And then you go Heritage and Sagan High looks like the Sagan High of old. Like I watched them and I went, oh my god, we could. It's like a buzzsaw. And then Arthur Hill's really good this year. And so yeah, no, this is this league's really good. And you get tested every single night. And and uh, we're we're fortunate to be where we're at right now. You know, I, obviously, you, we you look back and you wish you'd have had a couple they lost, but. At the same token, it is what it is, and you grow from those things. That's what makes you a better basketball team, for sure. Yep, Cadillac, one of those losses. Said you guys fell to them early in the season, but you know, way early in the season. You know, is that one of those you starting to get the guys to lick their chops a little bit, having another chance at them? Well, I think when we lost to them, I think our our message was that this isn't the one that we really need to win. You know, I I think you know we kind of felt like. You know, those kids have been playing since they're in the third grade to each other. We got some new moving pieces and. And we just know we had to get better. And, you know, we kind of hit a lull for a little bit. And I've kind of felt like the last three or four games, you've kind of kind of figure out what we need to be. And and I think we're, we're picking away at it. And hopefully we can figure out enough pieces that uh, give ourselves a chance here coming, you know, late February. Yep. Do you need to remind the kids to throw Midland's record out going into the game tomorrow night and say we'll be here for that? No, no, I don't, I don't think so. But I'm pretty good at reminding them of that because I know what it's like. And, you know, obviously <clears> – <throat> being right there it's been a rival forever and and we need to figure out a way to win and and, and to be honest with you, it's good that they beat Dow because I think it puts kind of in perspective for kids who don't always think like hey wait they just beat Dow maybe they're better than what the record is and which I watch film and I'm like man they do some good things and they've been in close with a couple you know a couple teams and we're not good enough just to walk in with anybody you know I've had teams where you know we were pretty dang good and 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 we're 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 pushing to that with this group, but we're not there yet. So we got to come compete versus everybody, and and hopefully we can figure out a way to score at least one more point than Midland tomorrow. So yeah. and slide over to you, Coach French, for a second. I haven't paid much attention to the Midland girls hoops this year, but I imagine they're aver- you know as advertised. Yeah, I mean you take a look at their non-conference schedule, and then uh, Friday night they played Dow real tough. Um, for at least three quarters of basketball. So yeah, I, th- I think last year, yeah, they started off real good and then came on real real strong at the end yeah. of the year. I mean, they, they look solid. We'll, we'll see what we got. We're still running, still doing what we can. We come off four good quarters against Bay City Western the other night. That's a good win for us over there. So, uh, you know, keep plugging along, see where we're at. Yeah. And now, Coach Shell, you as a big man, you know, you were a guy who played well down in the paint, but you could kind of do a little bit of everything, kind of like Mr. Barotachuk. How much fun has it been having a guy like that on your squad for you know, four years now? 
Well, it's fun, what you realize how irreplaceable he is. You know, I mean, when he came up as a freshman for the district, (laughs) you know, and he's this little, you know, baby deer running around trying to dunk the ball in the district game, and he's trying to, and then all of a sudden he just matures and matures and matures, and, you know, he's going to be hard to replace, and he is fun, and he's fun to watch because there's not a lot of things you got to run for him to get him looks, if that makes sense. He can go get his own look. He can get it from the inside. He can get it from the outside. He can get it off the backboard. He can change shots defensively. You know, it's, I, you know, early he was a little bit slow. You know, he was out of shape. He hadn't he had had, had that knee injury, and I think, you know, it took him a while to kind of get those fast twitch muscles. But then all of a sudden, now you look, and all of a sudden he's twelve inches above the rim with two hands going grabbing a rebound. And you're like, oh, he's coming back. You know, like this, <laughs> the springs in his legs are coming back, and man, he is going to be a piece that you just can't replace. You know, they just don't come around here a lot like that. You know, I mean, shoot, he's got 40, 50, 60 dunks in his career, and when do we get that? We just don't. How many dunks you have in your career if you had a uh, – Not 40 or 50, I can <laughs> tell you that. <laughs> and I want to even slide it over to you, Coach French, because Bro- Coach French, because Brochuk is a special athlete. What's, what's it like yeah. for you being able to watch him? You know, I've known Logan since he was little, too. They live around the corner uh, outside the classroom. He's great. So is he – he's – Dunked on you a few times, probably in the driveway. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't say that. I, I don't even go. I don't even go down that road, man. We're not playing some one on one. You gotta, you gotta pretty much contest my jumper, and that's it. But uh, no, Logan's, Logan's, Logan's been uh, maturing well, coming, coming back well off the knee injury, and I know he's excited to go to CMU. They had their signing day there a few weeks ago, and and, and Coach Shell's right. I mean, Logan is irreplaceable for many reasons other than basketball too. And now, Coach Shell, back to you. You guys have been looking for that third score all year long. Have you found that yet? Because when, when I see it's kind of been one guy this game, next guy, you know, Cam Ivey's had a couple of games. Carson Sander had a really good game. Yeah, I think that's what I was looking for. Like, I, I you, you know Easton and Logan are going to score, right? I mean, that, that, that's what they are. They're, they're very, very talented young men. But I've got three or four other guys that I kind of felt like were double-figure scorers any given night. Just matchups were going to dictate that, right? Shea Klein, Clay Molino scored 13 the other day, Carson, Cam, you know, I have all these things. And finally, it took us five games before we had a, a third double-digit scorer. And now it's been Shea's done it a couple times, Cameron's done it a couple times, Clay just did it, Carson's done it a couple times. So I think that's probably more important than having that third. I think it's more important we have four or five that can be that third. Yeah, you, you'd prefer that, just, you know, having three guys, 10 points a game. You'd rather have – you got the two guys, 10, 15, 20 yeah. points a game. Then you got six, seven guys, seven, eight, nine points yes. a game. Yes, no, I, and I think that's where we're capable. We can spread people out because all of them can shoot it. And, and all of a sudden, Shea has a matchup with size, and, and, and we need to do a better job of exploiting that you know, that matchup issue. And I think we've done a little better job of that. So it's, it's good. That's some of the steps we need to see. Now, kind of a weird curveball question here for you, I, kind of a two-parter here. Who's the best player you've coached? I don't even know if I have an answer to that. I mean, because the reality is, is I could go, for instance, I could go Julio Hogan. And the reason I watched this, I was actually looking through articles, and we moved, and I had all these old articles. And I was showing it to my youngest son. I'm like, look it, now this is a grown man. (laughs) And he had a picture in the morning sun where he was just probably getting ready to dunk on somebody's face, right? And then you could go to the Mason Watusiks and the Joel Ostrowskis. You could look at the Tyler Humans. You could look at the Logan Broderchucks, right? I mean, I've had... I've been Kyle Showman. I mean, I've had so many really good players. I've been fortunate and blessed in that aspect. That's like they didn't even throw laser in there. Yes, you know. I mean, you look at you look at like twenty twenty, and it's like people always say like I was high school coach of the year, which was awesome. You know, I was it was a great it was a it was a great acknowledgement. But I'm like, it has nothing to do with me. It has to do with the players I had with me. 
you know, those, those years were special where we won a lot of games. And the next year, you know, my son, she were like six and seven. I'm like, I'm still the same coach. I'm still doing the same thing. I just, I just had players that year. And those players make it special. And that's, you look at the runs in 19 and 20 when we were, you know, co-champs of the, the Saginaw Valley. Well, that tells you you had a lot of good players. You know, I've been pretty fortunate to have a lot of good players. Uh, who was the best player you ever played against going, <clears throat> going back to your day? <sighs> Baby. High school high school was probably Terrence Roberson. Was, and Bubba, you know, always talked about that as the greatest athlete he thinks he's seen. Kind yeah, of thing. he was, he was he was something special. I mean, something that you don't see, you know. But then you could go. I mean, college. You know, I played Mateen and Robert, and I played Bonzi Wells, and I played Wally Zerbiak, and you know, could could go through some of the Michigan State players. So I've been I've been fortunate to get my butt kicked by a lot of good players. <laughs> 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 and I will slide it over to uh, Coach French. Like I said, Coach, if you want to jump in at any point. And Coach French, well, I, I won't jump to – what's your guys' record at this point in the season? I want to make? Yep, we're 6-4. Six 6-4 and four. Six six and four and four. on the year. And how do you feel about this point in the season? I feel it's very similar over here to Coach Shell. You look at those losses, Arthur Hill kind of the only one that stands out. But I believe the girls are, quote-unquote, Saginaw United already. Is that right? Yeah, they are. They are. Uh, you know, three good quarters over there. Uh, the one that hurts probably and sticks out the most, that Freeland game. We lost that one by two. But – Six and four moving forward. Uh, we finished back here of the brawl. We went on a little run, three game run. We ran into a really good coached, tough Flint Powers. Um, we played them a good first half of basketball. They're the real deal. I mean, I'm going to tell you, they're a good team, good coached, well disciplined. Their boys' team's really good this year, too, yeah. I believe, as well. Yeah. So um, then we then we come back this week. We got Midland, and, and well, we beat Western. Then we come back. We got Midland and Davison this week. So I think we're where we need to be. Um, we're starting to click. We're starting to refine a few things. It's more across in the T's and dotting the I's, I think, at this point, and just keep pushing forward. New yeah. coach, new system, right? Yeah. So. What I feel, but it's the same hurdle. You know, it's Midland, it's Midland Dow, and it's always going to be them in the district. You, you know, what it, you know, are the girls talking about that already? Is that, you know, feel like it's hard for that not to be, you know, on the radar when it's always there? I mean, Dow's in the forefront, whether we, whether we mention it or not, you know that they are. Um, the district's coming. That's what we got to work towards. But, you know, we're we're really good defensively in the backcourt, I feel, with, with Carr and McIntyre there. Uh, Hutch is starting to get some double-digit rebounds, scoring a few more points, uh, which allows us to free up Jordy a little bit so she doesn't have to be swarmed with the ball all the time. Um, but, yeah, we just got to keep plugging along, play defense, and, and do what we do. Yep, and Jordan Egger is kind of one of the reasons why I wanted Shell to hang around here. I mean, and no offense to you, you know, we we can both shoot it, but this guy over here was on another you know another level of basketball. As far as Jordan Egger goes, you got to see McKenzie play quite a bit. But as far as a shooter goes for girls high school hoops, have you seen much much better than her, Coach Shell? She's pretty good. She's and the nice thing about her, she just loves to play. So her upside, her upside's there because she's going to continually get better. You know, I think Josh is fighting the same thing I fight here. We don't historically we get third sport athletes meaning you know they're primary football baseball and basketball they play and he and he gets the same thing they're volleyball and softball and then they play basketball and so we don't get those athletes that focus on basketball Jordy's one of those kids she's one of those kids that you don't have to worry about if she's playing in the in the summer you don't have to worry about if she's touching the ball she's you know during volleyball she's touching the basketball you know generally we get during basketball they're touching the volleyball you know so so she, she's pretty fortunate I mean her sister was a incredible specimen as far as athlete size and and Jordy is just uh she's a hooper boy yeah, she's, she's a baller yeah. she's a hooper and she's been here forever you know you feel like she's been here ever and they're like wait she's got a whole nother year 
You know, those are, th- those are like what we call coaches dreams. Like, man, she's really good. And I got her again, you know, like this is, this is, this is, this is a program builder. Yeah. yeah. You know, kind of add to that. At yeah, all. yeah. I mean, Jordy's a good shooter, good basketball IQ. Uh, you, you throw in an Ava Petrino, who's also seems like, I mean, I've only been here, but these girls seem like they've been around a while. That's another good score. Yeah, that was going to kind of be one of my next questions is, do you ever try and shoot it with them? You, you got, you ever play any pig or oh, anything yeah, with yeah. those two? Yeah, you have to catch Ava in the hallway and ask her who the pig champ is right now. <laughs> I can tell you it's not her. Oh, all right. <laughs> now, do you have a special shot? Because I always would go with the sit-down free throw. It was kind of my special go-to shot and pig. I don't know if a volleyball know. line, three-pointer. Got to go away. Yep. Now, are you shooting with the girls' ball, or do you got the men's ball? Oh, no, I'm shooting with the girls' ball for all sure. Right. And that's one of the <laughs> – hey, when you, get, when you get used to that, the size of it, it's, it's, a, it's a lot easier to shoot, I feel like, as opposed to going from the men's ball. And game we got coming up with you guys, I guess, with AD approval here is Sanford Meridian coming up next week. I feel like that's going to be a huge one, and for – People who don't know, Sanford Meridian's got a couple of really outstanding players themselves. They do. Um, I was reading an article the other day. They're projected to go a long ways. So they're the real deal, and, and, and we're fortunate to have them on our schedule. You know, non-conference, right? Yep. But but you play quality non-conference games makes us better in the well, conference. And how nice is that to have for you know Mount Pleasant in particular to be able to play a local non-conference game that's really going to get you prepared for the playoffs? Yeah, you know, we're going to test them. They're going to test us, and, and uh, we'll give them a run for their money. I think yep. we play that at home, so it'll be a good crowd on hand, hopefully, and we'll go from there. Oh, it's just we're, we're fortunate. Josh and I, and I think we've talked about this. We're, we're fortunate that we drive a long way in our conference. You know, you go Grand Blank, Lapeer, Carmen, Davis. Those are treks on them on a bus but we're fortunate that december january february treks too but man we're fortunate we got a 45 minute circle around mount pleasant with quality teams that we don't need to go out we don't got to go all the way across the country to go play you know they have have great sanford mid small school they're a quality program we play shepherd alma they're quality programs that we and they're good for fan base it's good for i'm sure mcintyre loves it because the gate's always good because you get you know people that come and watch it's it's we're fortunate I just found out earlier today Cadillac's coming down here to play Sacred Heart Academy in February. Yeah, I, t- you, I talked you, you, to Ryan about that. He was asking me about them, and I said, I would blame. I said, Sacred Heart's a good program. Yep. I said, if you lost a game and you need to pick up a game, they'll play. I I wouldn't look bad on that. I mean, yeah, yeah but I feel like that's going to be a really good game for Sacred Heart going into uh, the absolutely. playoffs as well. You, you know, they've really dominated Mid-State Athletic Conference play yep. outside of Breckerridge, so I feel like that's going to be a big game for them. And then, Real basketball, you know, you know, Lance Maney and the crew. You know, Coach Shell, did you have that opportunity to play travel basketball when you were in high school? Yeah, me and Coach McTerr over there, we we got picked up and played on a Dell Field at one point in time. <laughs> Dell Field AAU. I don't even know if that's a thing or not, but yeah, I mean, our we we did a lot of like school based stuff. You know, we were pretty fortunate with with Steve Marley. He, he you know he would he would push us in the right direction. And Ted McIntyre, you know, where we played most of ours right behind one of our teammates' house. We had a full court basketball beyond Rick Erskins. Yep. You know, and, and Rick had a full court and they put out lights and we played there a lot. And it was <laughs> awesome. You know, that's always tell kids you, you just need to play. Yep. But but you are right. We are my sons played for the real for the last both of them did. It's awesome. Yeah, it's, Coach, Coach French, how many girls you got involved in the program? Can you? I don't even know if you'll be able to count them up going down. Yeah, no, the, the girls the girls in the varsity level, they spread out a little bit more. Uh, my son's played with them for a few years, and like yep. I said, with Shell and some of the other boys I've coached. It's a, it's a good program, and, and again, it's in our backyard. Yeah, yes. I mean, that's yep. – there's no yep. minimal except, travel. I think, you know, back in my day, I think, you know, Andrew Silverthorne, Kevin McLaughlin, who were really outstanding players, had a chance to do it. But, you know, that was when they got into high school. You know, the, the fact that we've got third, fourth, fifth, sixth graders that are traveling around and playing, I mean, 
the the dividends that that's going to pay down the road. Huge. It's going to be deeper playoff runs. It's going to be more state championships to the Mid Michigan area. And I I always like to think that like baseball, you know, is the hot spot. You know what I mean? Like if you're a team down south or up north, and it gets the playoff times, and you see a Mount Pleasant, a Sacred Heart, a Beale City, a Shepherd, you're like, oh oh no. And I feel like give it ten years with the real basketball around here, it could end up being that way with with high school hoops too. Yeah, it's just another opportunity, right? Another opportunity to get better. Yeah, and uh, for you, Coach French, do you got a favorite part about coaching this particular group of girls? Um, probably the athleticism. Yeah, but I, I was kind of going off of your shirt right it there. Is, yeah. What does what does your shirt say for people who don't? You know, it says "Female Baller's been dope. You just late." And I've been trying to say that to my buddies the last five or ten years that if you hate on the NBA, which is most of us older guys now, I, I hate to say it, what you're missing is that girls' high school basketball game, the ball movement, the teamwork, and, and Coach Shell, can you kind of talk on that a little bit? They're fun to watch. I, I, I go there and I find myself yelling at the girls more than I do the boys because they're just fun to watch. I mean, they, they, you know, if you think, and I don't even mean to stereotype her, but if you think girls are like prissy, prissy, don't, I mean, go watch Lake and Car Play. She'll run through a wall. Well, no, like I said, this is the type of thing that I want to continue to spread that uh, message to oh. mid-Michigan because girls' high school hoops is, is something that people need to take advantage of T- and come watch. Tough-minded. Play hard. I mean, I mean, I think Josh was talking the other day. Ava broke her nose or got a broken nose or in the game, and she just bounced up and kept going. Right? Like I'm, like that's what I mean. Like it's it's all the physicality of a boys' game. It, it, the game has evolved a ton. It really has. It's it's evolved, and these girls and and he's fortunate. He's he's got a whole bunch of athletes over there. Mm-hmm. They can run they and they can jump and they can get up and down the floor and you know and, that, and any kind of basketball like that's fun. Coach French, Coach Shell, thank you guys so much for joining me. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate it. Say up. A big, big thank you to our sponsor, Barberry Law Firm. Another big thank you to those guys. Take some time to chat with me. Another big thank you to you for listening and keeping up on what's going down with our local high school sports in mid-Michigan. And let's go Lions!